It's the Mindful Educator Podcast, and it seems like it's been a while since we have produced an episode. So much is going on in all our lives, including ours here at the Under the Stairs studios, that even though you're on my mind every day, getting to the studio and recording is a whole nother thing put together. So forgive me for that. What are we talking about today? What is there not to talk about today? We're all going through this pandemic in a different way. It affects all of us um, in similar ways, but to different degrees, maybe. So if you're looking at the social distancing part, some of us may be living with people and family that we get along with and we love. But after 10 weeks, you start to miss your regular routine as well. That maybe helped to make your life what we would have called whole. Some of us have lost friends and family to the virus. That's a whole nother level of suffering going on. So within all this suffering and um, time to pause and think about what is important, how we're moving through it, it really, I think, comes down to some basic things in this complicated, confusing, ever-changing world. And I listened to another podcast that had a fantastic psychologist on, and um, they did a, a meditation, and it was surrounding things we're familiar with, but they put it in a different way, and it was so relevant to my current situation that I'm trying to work through. And I would say... For anybody, whether you've ever meditated or thought of mindfulness before, or if you're a longtime practitioner of mindfulness or meditation, there's always another level to get to in your own life and in your own journey. So I'm going to take me for example. It takes a lot to disrupt my balance. I can go through most of life feeling centered able to observe and choose how or if to respond and in what way versus knee-jerky reactions. And I feel very fortunate and blessed to be at that point, although it came from a lot of hardship and difficulty and suffering. And But see how all of those things that seem so awful at the time can, can equate to and give back to you a level or several levels of understanding and peace. So when other things come up for you and around others that may affect you, it doesn't completely devastate your being, you know, your mindset, your outlook on life. So you kind of go up. I don't know if it's up a level or your bag of tricks gets bigger or, you know, it's just like life. More, more experience gives you more wisdom. But recently in my life, like this week, I became completely turned upside down emotionally over some stuff. And I was so surprised by all the emotions and the thoughts I was feeling. And I heard this podcast and she talked about when things 
are really troubling you and your mind is like out of control or your emotions are where you wish they wouldn't be, instead of running from it, face it. And not only face it, which is something we've talked about, and it's part of mindfulness, right? And the meditation is to be with whatever comes up. So I was with whatever came up, but I hadn't gone deep enough. I felt like a little kid during this upheaval, and it really, my thoughts and feelings really were tied back to being a child and the obligations and things that I felt I was responsible for and planned on being responsible for um, this time in my life and moving forward. And it was all going sideways in a direction I had never perceived it or dreamed of it going. I know I'm being vague, but, you know, privacy and so forth, not just with me, but other people. So sitting with what was coming up and it was just this terrible, overwhelming feeling. But I had to pinpoint what those feelings were first. What was coming up? Well, I was kind of surprised and then relieved to be figuring it out that what was coming up for me was confusion, fear, hurt, disappointment, not not feeling I was being heard or cared for uh, from my, because of why I was hurting. misunderstood, not understood, anger, all of this stuff had become one massive feeling of out of control. And then once I pinpointed the language of the feelings, then I sat with and allowed what to come uh, with it was the why. I'm very much a why person, which usually leads me to some sort of understanding and peace. So that took another level of courage to why was I confused? Why was I hurt? Well, I was confused because, like I said, I never saw what was playing out go this direction. And that led to years and years of dreaming or imagining or thinking things would go one way. And now all of a sudden, in a matter of weeks, it's not going to go that way. And I have to learn to be okay with that. But it's not just about me. It's about many, many other people who are in my life and will be in my life. And I felt and feel a huge responsibility to them. And what my actions and words were going to be would have a direct bearing on the next 40 years of my life, God willing, and all the people that I love and feel responsible for. But I felt like it wasn't up to me. I was dealing with people who had a completely different perspective and um, were, were thinking, of course, of how do they take care of themselves and their loved ones. And, and that seemed to be in direct conflict with how I was going to take care of myself and my loved ones, that these two things were at odds and actually it wasn't up to me. It was just going to go the way it was going to go. And I felt like I was getting the short end of the stick, not just once, but twice. 
Um, and how was I going to be okay with that? How are you going to be okay with that? So for me, it also was like a learning experience a knowing that, okay, you've done pretty good with this mindfulness meditation thing and compassion, but now how are you going to do it when the stakes are really high or perceived at really high? Now, can you practice what you preach? Can you go deeper into this? So this podcast I've been referencing, I'm sorry, I can't remember who it was or which one, because I have about 10 podcasts on my iPod. But what I really liked about what she did was she took the compassionate uh, loving kindness meditation and turned it a different direction. So, you know, in loving kindness, we'll send three or four of the same wishes to someone we love, someone uh, maybe we don't know, someone we don't get along with at all, and perfect strangers not to the world, and it's fantastic. And I could have done that. But this felt so new and hard that I did her suggestion, which was to breathe in whatever the trouble or the person or the event is, or breathe in the emotion of, let's say, confusion. Breathe it in, and then I turned it into hold and cradle it like you would a baby or someone you love. So hold in the confusion, the hurt, the fear, the anger. Hold it in without judgment. It just is. And then breathe out compassion. And that was like an aha moment for me to get to that next level of, I don't want to use the word enlightenment, enlightenment, but understanding and compassion on my journey, I guess. So I had to breathe in all those emotions. And also in doing that, I realized I was also disappointed in myself for having all those feelings. I was disappointed. I was having this gut level response where there was no observing and choosing to respond it was just going back to being a kid you know and you did this to me so I'm gonna cry or I'm gonna get mad or I'm gonna do this to you it it was really and still continues to be a lesson I'm working my way through So I guess I'm sharing that with you because you're all on a different place in your journey with loving compassion for yourself and others and and moving through your day without being uh, trapped or a prisoner of your thoughts. And I tell you, when I laid down to go to bed the other night, when all this sort of erupted, it was a bad day. (laughs) We all have bad days, but it was this personal thing and it was work and it just, and then it was things that were supposed to be fun, went sideways. It was one of those days. And I was pretty good until I went back to this, this personal, I'll just call it my personal problem. Um, I laid down to go to bed and then this hasn't happened in years. My thoughts ran away, ran away with the fear and the anger and the confusion. But at that point, it was just this big yucky ball of stress and anxiety that I was ashamed of having. So that was another thing to not be ashamed of 
having these deep-rooted feelings that may go way, way back. Or, you know, it's it's a part of being human. And for me, it it's helping me see things that I still need to work on. And we all have things we need to work on. And it made me think of hearing, I think it was um, Dan Harris on 10% Happier's podcast I just love. And here his guests were talking about, um, I think it was the Tibetan monks who were tortured for years. But when they came out of it, they came, if they didn't die, they came out of it without hating their captors. And they were asked why, how could this possibly be that they had no anger or resentment or hate for the people who had physically, mentally, emotionally tortured them for years. And they said something to the effect of they they were more worried about their captors and the people torturing them than themselves. Just sit with that for a minute. They were more worried about the people trying to harm them than they were about themselves being harmed. So that element of loving compassion for those people actually helped the monks to move through this horrific ordeal and come out the other side. It also allowed them that physically, when they were free of it, they were also mentally and emotionally free of it because the hate and the anger in your mind continues to keep you trapped in a prisoner and that's huge I think I can take from that a lot of wisdom and things for me to work on in this particular situation I know in the end when I'm on my deathbed hopefully that won't be for a while but you know how it's always you don't want to have any regrets or what are your regrets I don't want to regret how I moved through this difficult time no matter how hard it might seem or unfair it might seem or surprising and confusing it might seem right now, I want to be able to hold my head up high and live with my heart on how I treated people, the tone of my words, what my words were, my actions, that if nothing else, I may feel in the moment that I'm losing something that's super important to me but I've gained so much more understanding and compassion for myself as well as for situations and others like this. Now, I'm not being tortured in any way, shape, or form. It's nothing like that. Um, and no one's trying to hurt me. Uh, you know, I'm being hurt by what's going on, but that's an emotion I'm allowing to come up from it. So I'm sharing a lot of personal things, but I think in that way, sometimes we're able to better understand our own story when you hear someone else's story. Um, And I also think sometimes these things that cause us fear, anger, and confusion and stress are opportunities. It's like a flag, a red flag going, hey, you still need to work on a couple of these things here. So here's a situation where you can practice and work through it and discover, oh yeah, I still have this crap I got to work on and 
And if everything was peachy keen, I wouldn't be able to work on it. But now that things are crappy, I can work at it and see what I can learn from it and get through it. So I hope this was helpful in some way. Um, I actually feel better, not just because I'm telling you about it, but because of how I faced it all. And it doesn't change the situation, but it sure changes how I feel about it and how I move through it. And ultimately, no matter what happens, I will be better for it. I don't know how else to look at things that are difficult. Well, my friends, we'll do a meditation on the next segment. I'm just going to leave you with this particular narrative and story. And I think if you only remember one thing, it would be trying the breathing in the emotion, the difficult person situation, breathe it in and cradle it and hold it with non-judgment and compassion and breathe out compassion and see how that feels. And I'm actually going to run because I hear my poor little puppy, my doggy, he's a corgi and he's actually 12 years old, uh, being anxious because I'm downstairs and he's upstairs. So um, all the compassion, kindness, best wishes and love to all of you out there. Remember, we're all connected. We're all on a journey and we really truly are one family. Be well, everybody.